lunch at Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello and welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we look through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm of course your host, and um, celebrating the big 2-8-28, I'm a little bit closer to 30 there, um, not quite like my slightly younger co-host in Cal here. Cal, how the hell are you, and how is your six months behind me? How is that little advantage six in youth? Months. Is it six months? I know you're younger. I just I can't even, I can't even think. Cup after maybe about eight months, maybe. Ah, right. Uh, good. I guess you know I'm ill again, which oh no, for, the, for some reason seems to be since March. I had I've been ill, and I was like not ill for a little bit. And then it, my body's like, ha ha, and you know what you miss? Coughing up your guts. How are you doing? Gotcha, I'm like, hey, bitch. hey. Um, but I'm fine, still bold and as bearded and as beautiful as ever. What about yourself? Do you feel older? Do you feel closer to death? Um, well, we all feel closer to death off this uh, mortal coil of God knows what. But um, no, not really, because I had a wonderful weekend watching my mate get married on my birthday. What a fine coincidence the universe has spat out to me and yeah honestly i could like make jokes but i was just generally very happy for him and even it's like teared up and i had great food and was wearing a suit and had drinks bought for me so i've had a hell of a lot worse birthdays so it was magic cal um yeah i'm just being really earnest folks i can't even turn it into a joke really enjoyed it all while celebrating you know our lord and savior our lizard queen in big lizzie there how do you do your jubilee by the way cal uh, partially with yourself, as you, mm-hmm. you're aware. Um, there was a dramatic experience in York, which was just a complete and utter piss take. Um, and then good old bit of karaoke on, on the Saturday. Um, unfortunately, they, they only got one cake at the wedding, I'll tell you, listener. They didn't get him a birthday cake, which is just rude, if I'm honest. I don't think the wedding's gonna, the marriage is gonna last because they should have got you a birthday cake. They're lucky um, I didn't turn up in my white dress I had planned, but the girls couldn't fit in there. I'm not going to lie. I, I was gutted. But you know what they say, like women, women, if we've got any women listeners, they'll know, you know, if you, you've either got tit or arse, you show one or the other, but when you've got both, Tyler looked really good in that, that skimpy little barcode type piece you were wearing. You goddamn right, quite dude. delicious. <laughs> And the episode we're reviewing today is Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? from Season 2, Episode 15. Directed by Wes Archer and written by Jeff Martin. With the original air date being February the 21st, 1991. And the couch gag being that the fan we all sit on the couch and Maggie's hidden in Marge's hair. Um, yes, as always, Cal, um, have you got any nostalgia about this? Because it's Season 2 there. Is this a DVD? Is this a Channel 4 one for you? Back in the day? Uh, de- definitely a Channel 4 one, I feel. Um, it was, it's a bit of a classic episode. Eh? It's, uh, I, I'm quite a big fan of uh, good old Danny DeVito, um, which mm, we'll kind of get star. into yep. in a little bit where I'll, I'll give a shoot off some Danny facts. Um, and I, like, I remember this episode being funnier, and I think we'll both agree on that, that it was potentially... I don't know. It's it's a good episode. Don't get me wrong, but I, straight after this episode, I decided to watch the follow up, which is the follow the last episode in the, in the next season. Um, and I feel that that's a bit funnier, and it's just, it kind of works more mm. on mm. Danny DeVito. Just has more to kind of play with a little bit, but he's got a grand structure about himself, being that he's only is uh, is only quite short. Bless him. Uh, in this character, and it's, that's that's the best thing about him is he just kind of, you know, he's got that voice what kind of just carries and and that character what he just puts into everything really. Oh yeah, and we'll get into certain comparisons between like Frank and Herpit, especially like when he shouts. Or really get into when he starts uh, arguing there. For me, I remember watching this a lot with my mate. Again, season three was the first episode I was, I was exposed to. But then the next one was um, season two. He had the first four box sets of DVDs. And this was one that seemed to be on repeat. 
I think mainly just for um, we'll get to later the many uses of swearing and the fact that oh it's this quote big celebrity in it there um, which I had no idea about until I got given uh, context by my parents there about the, the, the bastard bit that's the bit what I kind of I do remember quite a bit and I was just like <gasps> but what does that mean mum and she's like oh for Christ's sake like <laughs> And we kick off this episode... Oh, baby, what a way to kick off with some McBain here. I know we've mm. briefly spoke about, um, you know, the fan edit of, you know, oh, there's a secret McBain film if you cut these episodes together and all that, which I'd say is more... It has to be a happy coincidence, Cal. They couldn't have planned this. Could they? Uh, well, uh, I think it's definitely planned because it's it's over the first two seasons, three couple of seasons, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it works out into like a five minute short film, um, which canonically does actually work as well. Um, but what's good about it is it's this. I don't know. Well, actually, I don't know if this is because I've watched the episodes in syndication where I've not seen it throughout. Because mm. um, if you watch like syndicate, if you watch it uh, chronologically, they don't match up. But obviously, if you just chop the McBain bits out and then rearrange them. Yeah, then you get the yeah. five minute film there, but I don't know, it's it's very sweet but I think it's more the fact of, oh we've got this little McBain universe, this is a fun parody of an action scene there yeah. and it's just nicely uh, worked out. Yeah, for sure and um, for those who I'm sure I've brought him up before, my cat is named incorrectly after the villain from the McBain uh, series, his name is Mandoza Um <laughs> instead of Mendoza, um, and we call him Mandy as well, and he's a beautiful little shit. Well, not little, he's chubby as fuck. Um, but he causes me much disdain. I'm the McBain to his Mendoza. Did you ever try and sure. throw him out of the window and have oh, him explode in the cars? <laughs> quite a few times, and he's quite he's quite chunky enough. He's a chunky boy, so he could easily just, like, like if he gets ever gets run over by a car, the car's flipping before he does. Like Ooh, is he as, as as some of our dear friends uh, say, he's a unit. Um, he's the alpha dog in, of of the household because when when you hang around with people who've got like cats and stuff, you go down to the house and some, usually the cats just kind of like hide away and you won't really like sit with you or anything like that. Mandoza will come downstairs and much like when you're young and your dad comes downstairs when you've got friends around, he's like, "You're right, lads," and just walks to the kitchen. And then just goes back upstairs. Oh, I remember you telling me this, yeah. And it was like, he's just a unit, he's the alpha dog, and he's alpha <laughs> dog, my dad. He, I alpha dogged him recently, actually. Ooh. Where he was scratched, he was, I came in, it was, it was the other day when I come back from the quiz, um, he was scratching at the window to come in, and I was having a fag, and I just went, all right! And he just like, looked at me, he was like, Ugh, and just came like stood next to me, and I was just like, oh, so much power, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Yeah, so we see this McBain flick. Uh, he ends up beating Mendoza, and he's thinking of having another meeting in bed. In bed. And then it turns out, um, yeah, it's an actual film. And who's busy watching this big action flick, Cal? It's Abe and Jasper. And they're not too happy about it, are they? Not really. Jasper's voice sounds a little bit different in this. I wonder if they eventually replaced it or something like that. I don't think they found the voice for the character, because he sounds a lot younger. Yeah. It's nowhere near as gruff. Um, no. Can you remember the complaints of the film? Uh, that it was too long, uh, was one of them. That the love, uh, the romance plot was uh, tacked on. on. Yeah. Uh, and the floor the was feet? sticky. Sticky, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, this is where we kind of curtailed to. We've recently watched the film and all, also animated, um, and this will come out like way after it, so. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, folks, not that much of spoilers in that, but oh, I was so underwhelmed by the Bob's Burgers movie. Like, you know, the yeah. true child that you love in the family, and you're just like, you're even more disappointed when they do something wrong because you don't expect for them. You're rooting for them. I was rooting for that film, and I'll just, very short, folks. It's excellent in the 30 minute format, it's subpar in 90 minutes. Great animation, <laughs> but just, I want more laughs and. Uh, just more. I wanted more, Cal, but uh, that's enough for me being a bit older and grumbling. Yeah. What about you? What, with the Bob's Burgers film? Yes. I agree. Like, we saw it together. Um, it's very much... It. I don't know. It's a good film. It's charming, but it's it, It's not a film. It's, it's basically like a long episode, which is good. 
but uh, it was not worth admission, in my opinion. No, but I agree. Series like the the problem with like cartoon series is when they turn into films is they always have to go big. I regrets they go to I don't know why that's my first one to go to. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, regrets the kids go missing. Uh, then the second one they go to Paris. Uh, Simpsons obviously with the big dome. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know the various Futurama films with the various concepts and such like that. Um, Family Guy is a bit different because it's not really a film; it's just three episodes stitched together. Um, I think they'll get a film or a feature length on Disney Plus at some been, point, won't they? What uh, Family Guy? It's been rumored for years, um, mm. but I'm, I'm trying to think of other, other cartoon shows. What South Park. South Park had a great South film. Park, of course. Yeah, South Park. You know, they made it a complete musical and they go to mm. war with Canada. And, and the thing is with Bob's Burgers is, in a way, and I said this to Tyler before we went into the cinema, is I kind of don't want them to go like, oh, aliens are attacking or something like that. Mm. Uh, it's a very realistic kind of small town issue, what happens. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just, it could have been so much more. And I think it's more of... From a personal taste, I always like the um, Burgers episodes where yeah. it's a Bob and Linda directed one. Yeah. I don't mind the kids, and I like the B-plots and that, but when they're kind of driving it for like a fair few episodes and they drive the majority yeah. of the film, I don't know, I just didn't, uh, didn't enjoy it as much as maybe if it was a Linda and Bob focal point. Yeah, for sure. But enough about our review of Bob's Burgers, let's get back on the episode. But this angered Abe so much, this McBain flip, that he has a fucking heart attack. But he can still muster out, like, don't you say that to me, you whipper, mm, snapper, no. <laughs> Ignoring that, we cut straight to Evergreen Terrace there, where Homer's busy thanking God for clean burning uh, fuel like nuclear energy, which has not had any uh, domestic uh, lives lost. Not in this country anyway, amen. And uh, Lisa and Bart end up bickering because one ate a green bean and one looked while saying grace there, but, uh, you know, not one word out of you two, otherwise... You don't get to go to college. You don't get to watch TV there. And I never did this, Cal. Now, this would have been... I'm sure my, this has been around for years and all sorts of kids throughout the decades did this. But I've never done You Mate, Yeah, I Think You Stink, You Drive Me Crazy and that. But good animation on them, Cal. Did you ever do yeah. this? Oh, yeah. You, well, you had a lo- lonely lonely childhood. And it explains in your... Well, you still pissed to bed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, we like we used to do shit like that where we'd just be like it weren't so much as as um intellectual as that. It was more kind no. of just looking at them, chewing and then just opening your mouth and then just Ooh, trying to rob people when they weren't looking. Um which we still do to this day. Like my youngest sibling's twenty six, uh, in August, and we'll still kind of do the kind of like try and rod behind like an elder's back which is we've caught us out a few times where like do one time it could be years ago now but like my granddad turned around as as my sister was rodding him rodding me and just turned around and was like hi how are you doing it's just like <laughs> homer gets a call from the hospital and yeah his dad's heart had a heart attack and more a mild arrhythmia there according to hibbert which is quite it's quite a good reply from uh, from Grandpa Simpson because he, they'll, they'll call it mild, but he's just like mild. It didn't feel like mild, like Jesus Christ. Get to the pharmacy, you quack! And with this, we get a big revelation from Grandpa as um, Homer draws closer there, and um, turns out Homer has a half brother. I haven't watched it in that long. I completely forgot, um, and I put in my notes, Abe, what a fucker. Quite literally, like, Jesus, yeah. I forgot this is how um, Herb came to be, Cal. It all happened while I was courting your mother. I was checking out the skirts at the local carnival when I first saw her. Hey, handsome, wanna dunk the clown? She did things your mother would never do, like have sex for money. A year later, the carnival came back to town and she had a little surprise for me. We left a baby at the Shelbyville Orphanage, and I never saw him again. A year later, I married your mother, and we had you. Abe, I want Homer to grow up respecting his father. He must never know about that that carnival incident. 
Okay. Promise you won't tell him. I promise. Whoops! Forget what I just told you. <laughs> what a fucking rat bag. He's like Dirty Den off EastEnders. Um, yeah. Do you care to elaborate on the <laughs> story, Cal? <laughs> well, he goes to the local uh, fair, state fair, where there's... I don't think he calls them gypsies. Does he call them gypsies? Rody, he, just, yeah. he says chasing skirt. Yeah, skirt, and then he spots one of them. The local skirt. And he's just, and he's just checking women out. Um, to which he then spots this woman at the... I can't remember what stand it is. Um, uh, Toss, want to dunk the clown? So like chuck dunk the, the clown, that's the, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to which she has a moment of passion. Uh, and then... With, with a great line, she'd do a thing your mother would never do. <laughs> like have sex for money. <laughs> like paid as well. Well, I suppose you got to get the ball, make it look oh, legit. That's it. That, yeah, you got you, you got to get the ball in the hole, hey. Um, <laughs> and then a year later, uh, the carnival comes back to town with a little surprise. Um, they drop him off at Shelbyville Orphanage, and uh, a couple of months later, he marries Mona, uh, who, who makes after the birth of Homer. Uh, a couple about a year later, after that. Um, she makes him promise that she'll never tell Homer about the mistake from the state fair. Now, this is where my memory kind of like elapses a little bit. And because obviously we've watched quite a lot of Simpsons mm. and such, I always remember it as like his shirt was on fire. Um, but I think that's how he met Mona, isn't it? There's uh, a scene where. I'll tell you what right? that is. That's um, Otto. That's Otto. Otto. Yeah, that's Otto. He was at. Uh... I, s- I swear it's not. Uh, I swear there's one with. Dave Simpson. Uh, so remember, Otto wouldn't pay eight dollars for water to put out. So then, um, the girl he's married, and that's oh, how yeah. they end up meeting. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is. So it is. I'm getting totally mixed up. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know, mistakes happen. <laughs> nice little design on Baby Herb as well. Like he's already got yeah. muzzle. And yeah. Abe's very like uh, carry on film sounding. Oh, f- what's that? Jesus! Like shaking his little head as he looks at um, <laughs> the product of uh, Night of Passion there. So Homer's spurred on there. Come hell or high water, he's gonna find this half brother of his there. So um, oh yeah, before we get to the Shelbyville orphanage, yeah, Channel Four don't show this scene, Cal. No, do they? Yeah. No, it's yeah. just a long lost brother, Hal Dickensian, smash cut to the gas station. But yes, we get Bastard, Bastard, Bastards. Now, being 10, 11, when I first watched this, hilarious, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, it's just, I find it so annoying now. I, again, of course, Bart being a little shit. But bastard, yeah, Bastard, Bastard, Bastard. Nothing for me, Cal. What about you, uh, you know, back then and now watching it as a 20-something-year-old uh, man? Back, back then, obviously, it was quite funny. Uh, now is is I got a bit of a giggle. It just reminded me of like when I was younger, and you know you hear a dirty word and shit. And like I remember, did you do design and technology? Yeah, it's yeah, called, DT, uh, yeah. Resistant, yeah, resistant materials, which was like wood metal. You might call it something slightly different, but it was like wood metal, mm. uh, plastic work and stuff like that. Excuse me. And they had like a tool, like a um like a cabinet full of different like saws and, and chisels and stuff like that. And there's one called a bastard cut. And everyone's like, hey, Oh, no way. Know. And we were just like, do we use the bastard cut? And he's like, no, you don't use the bastard <laughs> cut. He was a good teacher. He was very funny. We've he, never he had to use the bastard cut, children. <laughs> and I think he once sent somebody out school, outside and he was like, that's the bastard cut. <laughs> <laughs> so Homer um, is busy trying to find the Shelbyville Hall to finish, but uh, this local gas pump guy says oh they tore it down 30 odd years ago and oh, Homer's going for the Academy Award here what a fucking Shakespeare scream this is Cal even screaming out the name of the episode you know, like the family guy I mean but uh, take it easy buddy just move across the street oh <laughs> right thanks what a great reveal fucking brilliant and um oh, probably uh, probably the best quote joke in this episode because um, well we'll get into it later but there's like Few and far between this one, Cal. Excellent joke here. Um, what happens with him trying to find his brother in this orphanage? So he meets... Um, I can't remember his name. What do you name him? But he's basically... He is Hibbert. Very, he's direct he's, to Hibbert. Yeah. yeah. He's very obviously uh, Hibbert's uh, long-lost uh, twin brother. Um, hang on. Let me just... 
to the QS habit because I can find it because it'll be on the wiki. Um, because I was looking at it the other day randomly because he's oh. arguably brothers with uh, Bleeding Gums as well. Yeah, he was a famous jazz man or something. Anyway, yeah. uh, his name's Hermano. Uh, ah, Aramon. right. Julius is uh, it's probably his unnamed. Uh, is a director of the show with a thing, brother, blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's not Havana then. But yeah, he's just, he's just the director and he, he says, you know, I, I understand I've been looking for my brother for many years now with not much luck, to which I'm ever being impatient was just like, well, no, I don't care. When, uh, sorry to cut you off, but we're, we're looking for my brother right now. He, uh, you know, uh, and he goes, well, you know, he was, he was at our, uh, thing, but, uh, he's adopted by a Mr. and Mrs. Powell, um, to which they ask, would they be able to, would he be able to tell him where he is now? And due to data protection, he's unable to do so, to which he starts kicking off. And being that I work in a very data-heavy uh, uh, job where, you know, you can't always tell everybody certain information without passing the correct security and such like that, with the correct uh, requests and such, um... I completely feel uh, the 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 Hibbert brothers' uh, feeling of saying, "Well, I can't tell you, but you know, I heard Detroit's quite nice this time of year, and people will go, all oh, right, that's cool.' But what's that got to do with anything? You just like, oh no, 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 just you you know, I'm going to tell you, I can't. I, obviously, I'm not telling you this officially because all these lines are recorded, but. Here's what you could do, and if you just so happen to do that, then obviously it's going to work out better. And they're like, okay, so I'm just going to do it the other way then. And it's just like, read between the lines, you fool. <laughs> I've got a feeling they go- don't offer money over the phone, though, do they? No, unfortunately they don't. Damn. Um, but they, uh, but yeah, and then he goes, look, I'm going to pay you $20, and you tell me where is Detroit is in Detroit. Like, Thank you. Free- <laughs> it's almost irrelevant of now I've not watched the Naked Guns but I'm aware of like TikTok and you see some clips on there and you told me this the uh, bribing scene as well just yeah. cluelessness and then just passing the money between each other they, they just it's a very good scene check it out uh, we'll just watch the film It's uh, I won't be able to do it justice over, for, over but he's trying to get information out of somebody to which he progressively keeps on giving uh, I think it's about $100 um and they keep on switching it hand to hand, bribing each other to give the information. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert Powell, great! Where can I find him? I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to release that information. Oh please, please! This is my life we're talking about here. Well, uh, I, 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 I do sympathise with your situation, Mr. Simpson. After all, your brother could be anywhere, even Detroit. I know he could be anywhere. That's why I want you to narrow it down. Please. You know, Mr. Simpson, if you ask me, the city of brotherly love isn't Philadelphia. It's Detroit. Well, if you ask me, changing a subject makes you the most worthless, heartless excuse for a human being I ever... Read between the lines, you fool. No. Oh, I get it. Okay. Here's 20 bucks. Now will you tell me where my brother lives? Mr. Simpson, I don't want... Just take it and tell me. Detroit. He lives in Detroit. Fine. Thank you. So Homer's adamant now. He's on a mission to find a Herbert Powell there, and he ends up going through, you know, the Detroit ro- phone rotary there, and he's exhausted every option. Apart from a H. Powell, it could stand for Herbert. It's a long shot, but worth a crack of the whip. And he does. And he ends up finding Herb, and it's all emotional over the phone there. Um... So, you know, oh, come on, brother, we'll bring you over here. We'll get you on the rollout couch. And um, it's all right, because he's a multi-millionaire. And it looks a bit like the Scarface mansion from outside as well. It does. Yeah. And that's how we end this act break. Homer is half-brothers with a multi-millionaire. And we open up with, you know, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> like, I love the fact that um, Marge is the one to say, right, if you kids don't you know, buck up, we'll turn this around. And I was, no, I want to see my brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an empty threat. Come on. <laughs> now, these these following jokes, I never got, and I only got, um, not even on the first watch, um, but on a couple more when I was with my parents. Because when Homer's like, pulled over the police and he like, scuttles down, that's him trying to be Danny DeVito, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. I never got that until I was like, uh, 
mid-teens there. Um, yeah, I guess we'll get into it now then. Um, Danny DeVito, I think he does an absolutely stunning job in this. And like yourself, Cal, I'm glad they had another second episode with him because according to the production <laughs> notes on uh, this, thanks to trusty Wikipedia, um, some of the fans weren't a fan of the, like, the somber, sad ending, so they brought him back to give him like a nice send-off and for a positive yeah. ending, which I'm glad they did. Um, yeah, Cal, I, I really enjoyed DeVito in this, uh, just his yeah. voice and his delivery alone there. Um, but there's more to the man than uh, Frank and uh, Always Sunny, oh, isn't there? Massively. He's actually, I, when I was looking it up he, uh, to see what the the other episode was in, he's actually in a third episode. Um, but he's but just it, his voice, in it? Yeah, it's I think it's just shame. like a, he mm. leaves a voice message or something like that. Um, yeah, Danny DeVito, beautiful, beautiful man. Um, but, you know, he always plays people in like squalor and 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 mm. uh, you know, there's obviously the penguin and Frank and and uh, Mr. Wormwood, uh, which he actually directed uh, uh, Matilda. And fun fact about oh. like Matilda is uh, he he directed it. He, I believe he wrote it as well. I'm just going to check that up up as well. Uh, let me have a look. No, he didn't. Uh, but he produced it. He produced it. He produced it. And at the time, Maria Wilson, who plays Matilda, her mother was um, going uh, under chemo uh, therapy and such like that. To which uh, Matilda, uh, that Danny DeVito, took her in and became her guardian. Oh, um, and that's when sweet. when her mother wasn't nice. looking too well and it looked like she was going to die, he purposely made sure that an edit was seen uh, by her before she passed away. Um, Oh, he's that's he's a bloody charming bloke. He um you know, he does a lot with charities and such like that. Uh he's uh quite an introverted person as well from what I've seen like interviews and stuff where Oh really? Oh. it's more he walk he doesn't like because he's kind of so well known, he he didn't really you know, he doesn't like going out that much in New York because mm-hmm. obviously he gets you know He's quite introverted in in it, but when he has to go to a meeting and such, he's he's full on like balls to the wall, um, oh, really, right. really like the biggest energy in the room, being that he's only four foot nine. Uh, he produced. He's the reason Pulp Fiction got made. It was is a film what just for whatever reason was getting shot around quite a bit, and wasn't getting picked up. Um, He's obviously on uh, Always Sunny. There's a really good scene in in one of the later seasons of Always Sunny where they're on a gay cruise, which is sinking. Um, he uh, he's also quite a quite a big uh, LGBT ally as well. Um, oh, are you going to tell the? Yeah, I'll let you leave the anecdote. Is this? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Where he drowned. Where he, yeah. Yeah. This so one. they uh, they tell it. I think they tell it on. It might have been. It was either Conan or Jimmy Kimmel. I can't remember which one. Um, but they tell the story about how they were all supposed to sink to the bottom and then kind of accept their death and, you know, eventually uh, die. It's really grim, but then they get saved at the end because the door opens and then they all swim up to the top. But the problem was, was uh, he, for, for such a, a short man, he was very, uh, very buoyant for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and so they couldn't really uh, sink him down. So they put a load of rocks in and um, they kind of so sunk him to the bottom of the uh, of, of of the swim tank, and when everyone comes up, everyone pops up apart from Danny. Jeez, and they're just fuck. like, where you know, oh, sh- like where is he? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Um, and eventually, like he comes up after about five minutes, and. Like literally, everyone's silent on set. And they look at him. And he just gets up and just leaves off set, and nobody sees him for about three days. And they're like, "Fuck, we almost killed Danny <laughs> DeVito." Like, oh, he's, we're gonna have to like write him out of the show. We don't know what we're gonna have to do. Like, he's a big star, you know, he's a big character and all this stuff. And then eventually, he just came, reappeared, and just didn't talk about it and just kept on going. Um, also, oh, in the God. in the series of uh, where he. Um, he uh, when Mac gets really fat, um, he uh, the original idea with that was everyone was going to get really fat, but nobody was game apart from Danny DeVito, um, <laughs> who apparently nice. put some some time on, uh, but didn't really <laughs> notice it or anything like that. Um, 
but he's you know he's just a grand guy i'd love to meet him one day um he he directs quite a few uh good things there's a uh, there's a good short uh called uh what's it called now uh let me have a look da, 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 da. I think, is it this one Cumberdungeons? yeah uh cool it's uh Cumberdungeons or whatever it's i can't remember c u r m u d g e o e o n s where um after having kids and such like that he decides to come out gay um and he uh gets into a relationship with a guy, uh, an actor called David uh, Margillis. If you don't recognise the name, you definitely recognise the face. His daughter's in it as well, Danny's daughter Lucy oh. uh, Devito. And it's it's on it's on I think it's on Vimeo. Um, if you want to give it a watch, it's definitely worth it. If you want to get the feels, um, but is is this overall a grand old guy? Oh, what a sweetheart of a man there! If only Paul could be more like him. But you talk about. Frank and Wormwood, Jesus, um, he was, well, I say channeling them, he would become them from what he is screaming at these um, shareholders and stockholders in this meeting there, because they're losing market space to the Japanese, and he wants to know why you're there, and they're not giving him good answers, you know, oh, what am I paying you Harvard eggheads for there, and uh, they're just trying to think you, of You went to Harvard. Things. Yeah, but mommy and daddy didn't pay my way. I had to work my way through washing your dishes and scrubbing your toilets. Oh, yeah, now I remember you. Have you come up with a name for our new economy model? You're going to love this, Chief. The Persephone. Persephone? Mm-hmm. What the hell kind of name is Persephone? She was the Greek goddess of spring and rebirth. Oh, and get this, sir. She was carried off to Hades by the king of the underworld. While there, she ate six pomegranates. People don't want cars named after hungry old Greek broads. They want names like Mustang and Cheetah. Vicious animal names. The problem with you guys is you've forgotten your roots. You, what are your roots? Well, I guess you could say they extend to when the Angles met the Saxons. <laughs> In other words, when white met bread. Sir, uh, we'd love to know what your roots are and, and what they have to teach us. I have no roots. All I know is that I'm just a lonely guy. Powerhouse scene there, and he wants to know where the roots are from. Where's your gumps and where's your balls? And um, they don't have any, so we want to learn from you, sir. What can we learn from you? And uh, you, you can't learn from him because he's just a lonely guy. Uh, it's a damn shame. I, I, they all like sigh and sympathise as soon as he shuts the door. Oh, what was that about? Wasn't it? And did you hear that one guy right there? Oh, good lord! <laughs> what was all that? Fuck this! I know a few people who've been just, who are very much kind of like, uh, I don't want to. I don't deal with, uh, with with good with people who are like emotional. <laughs> so Homer, as well as what seems to be like fans outside, I I didn't know Herb was like obviously that public. But well, it must be- have been, yeah. Before this, he uh, uh, he Homer keeps on having little run-ins where he gets pulled over by the police. And mm. when I've been reading the trivia, there's a bit where he you, you see him uh, like spill part of his. Uh, cup which yeah. kind of indicates why he yeah. wants the big uh the big cup holders later but he gets pulled over and then as soon as the police realize well think who they know who it is they let him off um to which you know much to the shock of bart and lisa and he's like yeah it's about time i get some respect <laughs> um and there's another one where it's just like hey what are you doing here it's like peeing what does it look like <laughs> yeah it runs to the urinal you know what i call me thick i never made the connection that that just little odd scene of him spilling the drink leads to that idea. Of course, it fucking does. Yeah, of course it does. I totally didn't. Ah. Didn't also not realise it until uh, <laughs> I looked it up on the trivia. Yeah, damn, long term storytelling. So Homer, just like some feckless fan, just knocks on the window of this limousine, like regardless if it's her or not. And nice mirror image and Wes Archer, wonderful job here. Like Homer's exact uh, mirroring matches Herb when he rolls down the window and they have a warm embrace they can't believe it and um, really lovely and they welcome him in and a lovely line with Bassie oh no the bastard's rich <laughs> and he gets to meet his uh, family cow including yeah. the nice child and the little hellraiser 
and uh, oh, um, it's fucking scary, but brilliant scene as well. Just like, uh, do you want to hold the baby? Oh, I, I wouldn't know what to. What's there to learn? Oh, catch! Flings like a pair of car keys he when he's getting uh, something yeah. out your mate's car. Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> I'm guessing your brother or sister like never did that with your niece. Nieces, did they? Uh, not with my nieces or nephew, but they did it with me and stuff when I was younger. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, I remember like one time, I, 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 it wasn't my fault. I'll start that out at, to oh, begin Christ, with. Um, I was babysitting uh, my uh, one of my nieces, um, and because I was working at the time, I brought her like upstairs so I could because I was referral. And I just put Bluey on my TV so she was watching that. And what I didn't realise at the time was when putting putting it on a, like a toddler on a bed was quite springy, is just like cracked to them. And she was just like bouncing and going like mad and stuff like that. So I'm kind of like watching it. And the second I turn away, she falls and basically hits uh, the wooden frame and starts Ooh. getting really like, bloody and shit like that. I'm just like, fuck, freaking out. And I go downstairs and I'm like, my dad's there, which I don't know why he wasn't just looking after her, to be fair, <laughs> thinking about it now. And I was just like, she's like bleeding, all this stuff. And he's like, it's fine. Look, she's fine now. And I'm just like, what? I was like, you can tell he's had four kids. Like, and I told my <laughs> sister afterwards. And she's like, yeah, no, she's fine. Like, kids are like a lot more durable than you think they are. Like, when you have your first kid, you're just kind of like panicked that you're going to hurt him every time things are like, second kid's just like... Get that fork away from that fucking outlet, you <laughs> prick. Like, you know. So throughout this, um, yeah, I obviously find out about Herb and Marge, even though like her life is quite sad. Like, I met Homer in, uh, I met Homer in uh, high school, and then we were together, and we had kids. Oh, we got so much to catch up on. Oh, no, that was it. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Forever locked in this go nowhere marriage but um you get to see herb now as light on jokes as this is and that's a big um issue for me with this episode i like the story of herb seduces too much of a strong manipulative word but he's getting charmed blindly like he's so blinded by this new love and this new family he's found that he's won't uh over impress him there with these hot air balloons and you know taking them to the zoo with the penguins and that, and uh, little cruisers out here and there, neglecting his job. I really like this story arc, Cal. Um, was this a strong story, or did you want more from it? Did you want more jokes like me, or like what do you think overall? Because I really like the fact that Herb's blind to this, and that's his downfall. As much as Homer is an idiot, it's Herb who's like, shot Take himself the at the end. Um... I do, I, I do like it, and I like it because, yes, it could have done with more jokes, really, mm. um, but in general, it kind of just shows the destructive nature of, of Homer Simpson, um, and that he, you know, when you, when you get into that situation, I've not been in a situation where I've met like a half-brother or anything like that, but... You know, you meet someone who's either related to you, you didn't know they were related to, or, or um, you know, you get introduced to someone's family and, or, and you just want to, like, you, you're really good, close with them, you just want to fit in, you want to do loads of things to be able to help them in, like, a good nature way. <laughs> when it kind of just doesn't work that way, you know, even though people are probably telling you otherwise, it's been like, well, no, I remember that guy from school. He was a fucking idiot. It's, ah, no, it's cool now. Like, and then you just realise, nope, he's still a fucking idiot. Um, it's it's kind of like a nihilistic message of it, but, you know, they rectify it in a later episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do agree. I feel like there could have been more jokes per minute. But from yeah. reading the trivia as well, um, you know, Danny DeVito, he only had like a day to record um, because he was, uh, he, he was like books up with everything else and he basically just had to do like everything really quickly. It's a damn shame and like what a professional because I can't tell that he's rushed either from his no. line delivery and all that, but it's just damn shame that they had to get his lines first and then the script happened. So they had to work around it that way. So, that might be possibly why, Cal, you're 
got a very yeah. good point there. Oh, fun fact as well on the subject of uh, her being you know, by the bootstraps multi millionaire though. Um, do you know? I was gonna ask first that. Um, do you know any millionaires yourself there? Because um, I do. I had my own kind of not an uncle, but I knew an uncle Herb type that I worked for my mum's boss name called Gerald. He's now 70-something now. Uh, runs this cleaning, uh, industrial cleaning business there. And I was working for his sister company in uh, like albums for this record label because I was the only one in the whole office that could do Photoshop. So I ended up doing these compilation albums and all that. Had a summer job for like eight years or so. And, um, okay. like, you know, typical big brash man that was born in the, like, post-war. Typical boomer. But, um... Like, I always had that summer job, and he always paid me, like, quite well, even though it was, like, X amount of hours per week or at the weekend there. Always treated his staff well there. Um, depending on if, um, how how he put it is, he's given them an opportunity, but you all know damn well it's because he could pay the minimum wage. He'd also hire yeah. a, a released convict as well. Cool. It was actually part of a system that would uh, turn their life around, and that's, so, like, local garages or... You know, his cleaning company would hire them and they'd go out to the silos around the industrial estates and clean stuff there. So, yeah, I had my own uh, Unky Herb there that I used to work for there. My mum's worked for for nearly, well, just over 30 years now. Uh, do you know any Unky Herbs in your life there? Any kind of self-made uh, millionaires? Uh, not really. I know wealthy people um, and... A lot, a lot of people who I associate who are a lot wealthier than you know than I and such like that, they're good because they've kind of they've worked on it themselves, similar to Herb, where they're just kind of they kind of they're like rich rich person humble kind of thing, kind of like Frank in a way, where they're just kind of like, you know, they enjoy the squalor of of, of shit and and you know people, not to kind of suck my own cock too much, but like people who just who are a bit kind of abrasive with it and they'll you know they'll, they'll call they'll call a door a door kind of thing instead of mm. you, you know and like my old my old boss was definitely he definitely nobody really knew how much he was on but he worked for the company for at least 30 years um and then got early retirement because they were doing a restructure um and totally didn't get a payout but i'm quite good friends with somebody who's brother is dating his daughter um and she's he's just she's just like yeah he's like rich as fuck like he doesn't need to work a day in his life at all um and he was really he he was sound he was just kind of like like Mm. he he had this kind of gravitas against him where people would like be scared to like go up to him and ask him questions and shit and i'd just be straight up like I'd, i'd refer to someone to the referral point and they're like oh it's a bit above my pay grade that you can have to go to a manager went to a manager it's above my pay grade as well you can have to go to Lindsay but I think he'll say no and I was like no I'll just go to Lindsay then and they're like well no but like, I was like no I'm just going to do like hold, my, <laughs> like hold my beer I'd go to him and he'd be like he'd be talking and I'd be sitting next to him and he'd be like do you mind if I just come back to you later and I'm like yeah that's fine and then like he'd come up to me and he wasn't a bit, uh, like particularly tall at all he was yeah. probably like a little bit shorter than me Um and everyone was like looking at him and looking at me was just like, <gasps> what the fuck's he done? And I'm just Can't like, and, I, and I, I did the thing where like, which I kind of power moved him in a way by accident because I was on a call and he like went to speak. What is this? You're power moving cats. You're power moving these multi I'm just like? a very egotistical, very sad, lonely man. What can I say? But I just, uh, <coughs> I was on a call. So I just put my finger up to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, okay. And just like went back. And everyone was like, <gasps> and I was just like, and he saw that I was on a call. And he kind of lingered around and stuff. And then like I went, hi, he's like, you want to see me? And I was like, yeah, and I explained the case. And he was like, yeah, no, that's fine. Just put just put my name on it. Oh, I was boy, like, boy. cool. And he was just like, it didn't have, I went, do you need to look over it? He was like, no, I trust what you're saying. Like, I was like, sound, uh, sound. And then I just like looked over to the manager and the referral point was sat next to each other. And they were just like, gobsmacked so I was just yeah. like yeah, if you don't ask like end of the day like I've never I've never really been scared of people with power and shit like that it doesn't really bother no, me no um, you know because end of the day they're, they're people and like when I used to work in Costa they always when we used to have like the higher ups come in um, 
deals used to put me on till because they knew I wouldn't be like panicked about it. Yeah. And I joke around and I'd be like, "Do you want to use your points? Do you want to get your points? Or do you want to?" Uh, he's like, "Oh no, I'm not getting the points." So I was just like, "Ah, stealing from the company. I see. I like it." And I just like start laughing. <laughs> it's sometimes good being a cocky arsehole, but a lot of the time it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Herb is so minted that as a kind of a parting gift, he wants to give Homer a brand new car there. Uh, but it's all right, because there's about 40 bucks worth of steel in them, but these cars aren't big and they don't have any pep there, because, you know, sensibly, is the early 90s. They want, you know, cars that last and good mileage, but Herb's not having this, you know. Uh, what country are you from, Homer? America! And then, oh, yeah, again, just nice DeVito line reading rant and say this is why we're getting killed in the market there and he comes up with a brilliant idea Cal doesn't he he does he lets Homer design a car a car for for Homer for the you know for the common man and he wants to pay him 200,000 a year and I want to let you (laughs) brilliant and that's how we end the uh, second act there so Homer's got a crack team now he's got the best engineers that money can buy, and this Homer project's our top priority, so cease on everything else, and this is where you start to see people getting panicked, and um, Herb's going all in, you've got to give him that, he's two foot in this tackle, he's betting the whole house on this one pony here, to drive him into the 90s there, and what's Homer got to say as soon, has he got any grand visions? No, it's just, oh, I don't know, <laughs> initially, oh, this is this reminds me of just, you know, first few weeks at a new job, and that's just like, okay, I'm going to awkwardly linger around. I've not been set up on this for software. Um, do you want a drink? Yeah. Do you, do you want me to get it? Because I'm busy here being useless. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I just resonated with Homer when he just, oh, okay, I'll go get coffee then. Um, yeah, well, what do you think of this opening little bit in Homer having this new responsibility, Cal? It's, it's definitely... Uh you know quite quite realistic in regards to when you went like just when you said you start a new job and you're uh you don't really know what to do and you feel a bit you, f- you feel a bit insecure with it and you just kind of hang around in the background hope for the best hope that someone will just kind of tell you what to do yeah and the first day is knackering for homer because uh he's very sheepish um you know he he's got rack and peanuts steering in there Oh, what the hell is that? You just made that up. You know, rack and pinion is... You don't even know what it is. And um, this is where Herb... That's the reason he got to the top. He's got those uh, you know, inspiring qualities. The David Koresh, have you running through a brick wall. Paul Heyman, uh, manipulation kind of tactics there to motivate him, you know. Did he give it to him because he's a you know, hard worker or he's dynamic, Cal? Uh, he's... No. He didn't. He did it because he's just the everyman. He's, just, he's an average he's a schmo, yes. I just, yeah, I love him just getting gassed up as well because he goes, yep, yeah, okay. Homer, you say with self confidence and sort of, and then he's <laughs> fucking like a bull to red rag. He's gone. Um, and it's it's like when you get that introvert friend and you want them to go, like, it's, it's quite busy at the bar or. They want to talk to that pretty person. He's like, "You do that because you're great." Yeah, okay, it's brilliant. It's not quite. Um, <laughs> we've got a mutual friend called Zach. There, I feel like this is pretty much him. Only he's not as like intense or has you out to uh, like three a.m. He can. We know he can be quite intense <laughs> with his dance moves and such. That's him. He uh, he doesn't blink when he dances. It's quite terrifying. Um, and he, he basically, and I've tried for many years, I've known him the longest out of everyone to try and get him to, to, to li- at least, I can't dance by any means, but like at least I can listen to the rhythm and kind of like follow the rhythm. And that boy does not have any rhythm despite how hard you try. And he just goes <laughs> straight to the boxing pose and just stares at you the entire time. And it's <laughs> and it's um, terrifying. Is he going to really. talk to me or is he going to thump me? <laughs> this is it. So I best just keep on dancing just in case. But like he, um, he's a big one where he's just kind of like he'll stand at the edge of the bar, and just not really like get seen because he just goes into the woodwork. Oh really? And oh, I bless damn. him. And you just kind of got to like, and like when 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 he's had a few drinks, he kind of livens up a little bit, gets a bit more confident. Mm. Um, 
but there's been a few times where I've had to like basically push him to the bar and yeah. be like, "You can do this. Look, eyes. If somebody <laughs> uh, goes, you know, say who next, please. You say me, even if it's not you, because nine times out of ten they know who's next anyway. It's fine. Just chuck him over to the optics. Mine's a double, mate. Now stay this here. This is it. <laughs> now buy me a drink as well. Thank you. So it seems that he's not gonna get like you know a twin sort of a dual combustion engine there where it's part electric part petrol is again again you know snoo streamlined chassis no he wants um a little ball where you can recognize where you park the car or you know an extremely large beverage holder i like this head engineer i like this so you know little ball when he's making notes there and yeah. he's got to warn um herb and he's clearly telling you know shit's gonna hit the fan you're gonna lose all your profits made in the past X amount of years, but he wants him to call back and say everything in opposite there. And can you remember what he says, Cal? One bit at least. Uh, I'm looking for a cheat, but it's not on tri- uh, quotes. See, this is why I have to keep uh, testing. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Um, uh, um, Homer Simpson is a brilliant man with lots of well thought, uh, thought out practical ideas. He is ensuring the financial security of this company for years to come. Oh, yes, and his personal hygiene is above reproach. Oh, wow, my dad, yeah. I love that. Not only is that, but he is a right smelly bastard as well. Oh, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> oh, what, what do you, like, okay, let's, let's, let's translate it and see what he said. So, uh, Homer Simpson is a idiot. Fucking moron, uh, yeah. Idiot man. If idiot we carry on with, with this, we are going to lose the company. Yeah. And you're going to lose all the shareholders. Your job's on the line here, there. And he won't wear <laughs> any has... fucking sure for men. <laughs> it's like having a walrus in here. Good God. Which, I mean, it, it, it's just a power, it's the power, power move of Herb, you know. He's he can... He's been willfully ignorant now. Yeah. He's He's got too much riding on this now that he's backing it full force there and... Will it pay off? Well, I mean, surely if you've got a La Cucaracha horn there. You need three horns to know uh, when you're angry, because when you're angry, you can't find one. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, I forgot that little detail there. I want one here, here, and here, there. Um, I never had that in the 04 Fiat Panda there. It was such a weak horn as well there, Cal. I mean, oh, you're no. learning to drive. Have you, yeah. I'm guessing you've not used the horn yet, or have you? Uh, I've not. In my time of, of learning to drive, so this is my third instructor, this instructor, was it this one or the last one? Or it might have been the one before? I think it was my first driving instructor. So I had one who was very, very northern, he was, very, it was a guy called John Smith. And oh. he was very kind of like, he'd cut through the bullshit and stuff. And he, I remember he once just like leaned over because some guy cut me off and almost made me crash and just honked the horn. <laughs> <laughs> but I've personally not used it. I've, I've been in situations where uh, I would have, I but as a learner, I feel a bit inept in regards to doing so. Um, there is, but however, I have done stuff where, you know, I remember, like, uh, story what I'm about to say uh, in a minute, I kind of uh, learned from John Smith where I was driving around a residential and there was a man in a white van who was right on my arse and I was like 20 miles per hour. And I was just like, he's right on my arse. And he was just like, yep. And you're doing speed limits, so don't give a fuck about him. Actually, if you want, drop the speed out, down a little bit more, it'll <laughs> piss him off even more. And there's a bit in, in my dear city of Sheffield where it, the speed limit goes from 30 to 40 to 15 and drops quickly down to 30 um, to traffic lights. And this guy, is, Beamers what are always like, up your arse, isn't it? Is it Mercs? Oh, yeah. Forget. Always German wits, yeah. Yeah. And he was right on my arse inside time, and I was speeding a little bit, just so just only slightly. And it was going up to forty, and then he, he'd catch me up and be up my arse again, up to fifty, up my arse again. So then I know that it's going to drop down to thirty because obviously I've drove this road a few times now. So I drop it down to second gear, so I go down to twenty, all the way, co- pretty much coasting towards the traffic lights. And as it's about to change to yellow, I put it into third and just shoot off, and my driving and leaving him at the traffic lights. And my driving instructor just went, yeah, get that, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so I did good, you oh, know. Boy. It's come to the big reveal. The Homer, the car of the 90s there. And he's got the press, esteemed stockholders, your holiness. He's even got big Pope himself there. What a man. And so we're going to witness automotive history. And I'll plug it in here. But um, 
well, I'll plug everything from this scene in here pretty much. Um, just nice visuals there for the advert. All my life, I have searched for a car that feels a certain way. Powerful like a gorilla, yet soft and yielding like a Nerf ball. Now at last, I have found it. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the car designed for the average man, the Homer. Any questions? What does this monstrosity cost? Jerry, what's the sticker price? $82,000? This monstrosity cost $82,000? What have I done? I mean, the zoo was fun, but I'm ruined! <laughs> They're not wrong. This is the car for Homer, which is Herb's biggest downfall there. I mean, you saw him yeah. in the wind tunnel himself, getting the seat measured, even the shitey drawing, which I think I un can only do a tiny bit better than him. No, do yeah. this. Just point him. Um, <laughs> and then the big reveal of the Homer cow. Um, I'll just, it's very toyetic, but what's it like yeah. as a car? It uh, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting car. Uh, when when looking up trivia, you know it's got uh, the engine through the bonnet. Uh, it has uh, a megaphone of a uh, of a horn. It's got two everything basically what Homer says. It's got mm -hmm. two bubbles because they don't the you bubble know, domes. The bubble domes never go out of date, and it's got a wing as well. Uh, when looking up trivia as well. Uh, as as we know, we'll, we'll put a picture up when uh, when we obviously release this episode. When looking up trivia of this of this episode on June twenty ninth, twenty thirteen, Pecumbia uh, Motors debuted a real life version of the Homer, uh, the car that was designed by Homer in the episode at the twenty four hours Le Mans uh, race in uh, Batons Willow, California. Uh, so if you, I'll send you a picture now. Uh, where are you? There you go. Um, I look pretty like it. I'll be honest. I'm a little bit disappointed, but also it's kind of like as good as they could practically do. Um, so it's it's you know it's an interesting. Oh yeah, I'd say that's as close as you can get. Yeah, sort of realistically. Wise, yeah. Oh, good on them. That's brilliant. Ah, yeah. and whilst we're on it, I guess very briefly, was this the first car you really wanted to unlock on a road rage or a hit and run? In Rome. Was this your favourite uh, one, or were you more of a Mr. Plow kind of? I did enjoy the Mr. Plow. Uh, there's a there's a Formula One car you can get as well, which was pretty sick. Mm. Um, in in hit and run, but it was a good car to have. Um, it's yeah, it's it was just fun to and the Lacucho uh, Labre uh, song you know from the horn is still in the game as well, which is fantastic. It is. They used um, to make another Simpsons game. The Simpsons game, actually, from like, is it 2007 when it came out? Oh, the Simpsons game is class. Yeah, it's well, pretty the, good. The, yeah, like, all the other games, it's brilliant. Yeah, for sure. In Road Rage, I was always Grandpa Simpson in his little Shriner. I just yeah. liked his commentary and his little jibes there. Um, I think if you got really good at it, you could unlo unlock, um, here's a reference, the book Burning Mobile. From season yeah. nine that Lovejoy yeah. had, but in Hit and Run, um, oh. uh, I really like Bart's second um, level, like in just that fake uh, Ferrari. I'm not even a car guy, yeah. but that just really sleek. Yeah. And then of course you could uh, drive the monorail, very slow, but just a nice little Easter egg in there. Yeah, I never completed Hit and Run because I got onto the final mission because the final oh, mission no is free, the, is same, the same mission awful. three times over. Um, it was just I just couldn't do it, and it just really fucking pissed me off. No, the fucking hitbox is like times five hundred, yeah. and you keep losing yeah. that nuclear. Oh, just no. Uh, just control through the screen, age thirteen and twenty three. Just never, never doing it. So, what does this monstrosity cost, Cal? <laughs> Eighty-seven thousand dollars. Yes, even a bit more. Eighty-two thousand dollars. Oh, eighty-two. This monstrosity, $82,000? I'm broke. Uh, I'm 
ruined. He does the, I've got nothing left. He does the EastEnders <laughs> meme here. And hell, it's the easiest joke to make there, but, you know, even further into darker financial times there, I've just come back from a wedding, so, you know, oh, yep. you know, the oh, the wedding was fun and the drinks are ruined. <laughs> um, has this happened to you recently? I assume uh, every you, month. You, <laughs> like every myself, month? Like myself. Wow. Wow. I'm actually quite good with money. These last two months, not so much, but, you know. Uh, yeah, it happens to me quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, like, I was talking to my friend earlier uh, on the phone and stuff, and he was just like, do you, miss, do you not miss going from home, uh, like going into the office and stuff? And I was like, well, at the moment, kind of, because my two my two main work friends have uh, recently left in the last month, um, so I don't really have anyone to talk to at work anymore. Well, I, I, I do, so, you know, I have meetings as a supervisor, I have quite a few meetings and shit, but it's all kind of like boring work stuff. I don't have anyone just to chill with. And I don't think I'd be able, I don't have the rapport with people I am friendly with enough to be able to convince them to be on a Zoom with me for eight hours where we just talk shit, uh, but then also yes. like get on with work as well. Because I think they're very much kind of like, oh, I can't do it. And I'm like, oh, you need well, those you know, favorite I, biscuit chats. I get you. This, that's it. And, and don't get me wrong, we didn't always just chat shit. And the management didn't know about it because we were just like, we're all working from home. We're not seeing anyone. Like, it's just for our own mental health. So we're not just talking about bereavement mm. all the time. And we'd, we'd, you know, we'd talk shit and we'd, and, and whatever. But like, we'd also ask stuff about work questions and, and, mm. and shit. And, um, uh, and he was just like, uh, I was just like, he, well, he, sorry. And my friend who I was talking to earlier, he was just like, would you, would you not go into the office? And I was just like, well, at the moment, I'm fine, but I think eventually if I do find a new job for the last month, I'll probably make more effort to go into the into the thing because the uh, office, because the thing is, is I'm like saving so much money and I was like, well, actually I'm not. And he's like, you're not. You're spending that money, what you would have saved on just drinking and taxes and stuff like that. And I'm like, I know I am, but like it's more so time and it's kind of, um, I can't remember my original reason for going on this ramble. Um <laughs> I will say, again, not too many laughs in this, but I got a gut laugh when Herb's sobbing on the ground. Homer's just got the biggest, most uncomfortable yeah. smile. And it's like, do, 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 do. <laughs> um, I will say, best uncomfortable smile in The Simpsons ever is um, when Homer owes Patty and Selma money. And there's yeah. just a scene where they're in the living room and Marge's going like, I'm going to make the fanciest coffee. Montreal Moran. And Homer's got the big, oh, smile. I love that. That like, I'm pushing that to be a meme, folks. We need to get that out into the Twitter sphere somehow. And funnily enough, we get to uh, my favourite bit of the episode, folks. And it's not even a laughing matter. It's a very serious bit of line delivery from uh, Danny DeVito here, where... Um, Powell Motors has been took over by Komatsu Motors, which turned out to be a ongoing thing, if you remember correctly. Uh, they're behind yeah. leasing uh, Mr. Plow, which I've also looked up there. So bloody hell, they yeah. like they like sticking to their own brand names they make. So kudos to you, Matt Grading. Kudos. So um, they'll break out and go. Uh, bye, Unky Herb. It's all a bit uncomfortable there because he's going to the halfway house now. He's packed up his things. And I always go, gee, Herb, because of me, you lost your business, your home, and all your possessions. I can't help but think that maybe you would have been better off if I'd never come into your life. Maybe I would have been better off. Maybe? Why, you spongehead? Of course I'd have been better off. As far as I'm concerned, I have no brother. God bless Wes Arch. Just the very real, like, is he really fucking saying this? It goes from, like... <laughs> Big O face, I can't believe you're saying this to angry, and then DeVio's line delivery, yeah, I mean I'll cut in here or a bit before, and just yeah. the, as far as I'm concerned, I have no brother just brother. very peak, uh, Miss McMahon 99, I hate Austin screw him uh, amazing, super villainy and uh Lisa being very poignant saying oh, the man had the world at his hands until he found out he was a Simpson there very good, yeah. very good end there, Cal. Um, what do you make of this very, you know, Emmy, very Oscar kind of 
winning driven line here. Uh, yeah, I think it's good. I think it's it's just the disgust in him, and mm. it's it's just shows the pure, unadulterated fucking anger that he has. Because he has, he's ruined him. Mm. He really has. I forgot to mention as well. Um, yeah, Grandpa's eager to. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I picked the wrong one, and then he's gone. Like, hopefully, it's not from Springfield, but that's a what day and a half taxi to oh, Detroit, 100%. wherever the hell they are. Oh, yeah. where's that millionaire chip off the block? I call Sonny Boy. Uh, get it down. No, you really screwed it up, you. Yes, as we completely end the episode, Bart's the one who says, "I thought your car was cool." Oh, thanks, son. I was, I was waiting. waiting for someone to say. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I knew I was right. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need. You just need you just need that one support and then you're fine. You just need that conviction. But Cal, sorry, yes. Uh, please yeah. carry on there. That's how we finished the episode. Let's have your final thoughts and your unique rating out five, please. Uh overall a strong episode, you know. It's 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 not not the funniest, but you know, law wise it, it what little Lord Simpsons has, it does bring quite a bit in, and they do keep on, you know, periodically coming back to it. Um, it's nice, you know. It's it's, it's it, it, like like we said throughout this episode, it's not the funniest, but it's got a lot of heart and it's got a lot of character in regards to uh, how well, in such a short term, we completely understand what Herbert uh, Herb's character is. Yes. You know, and that he just wants the best for his brother, but unfortunately, his brother being Homer Simpson didn't really work out for the best. Um, there's a cute line where you know they're speaking at the same time, and they go, "You look just like me, but with a little lesser, a little bit more." Ah, oh, me yeah. and Grace and stuff, you know. <laughs> and there was a time when me and my brother used to enact that, but now we're both bold and fat, so you know <laughs> we're not able to do it. In regards to rating. Um, I would give it a, let me think, um... Because I've got a rough idea, but it's whether I go a bit mean or a bit kind. Yeah, that's about, that's exactly where I am. Like, I want to give it a four, but I don't think it's completely there. Um, I'd say a 3.8, you've ruined my, uh, you've ruined me's. Out of five, what about yourself? All right, that's a fairly solid one for me. Um, I'm going to end up coming in a bit lower than you, but I will say off the bat, it is a solid episode there. Um, it is a typical season two one. There is heart and there is feeling behind it there. Really enjoy Herb, really enjoy DeVito's performance. We get the birth of the Homer car, which spawned into all the Simpsons media and gaming content there. Um, yeah, I guess different sides, Homer. Uh, but it's just, yeah, it's just lack of jokes. I can't rate it higher. I was going to be mean and give it 2.5 out of 5, but then I realised that's halfway through. And I've seen a lot worse that are actually 2s yeah. and 2.5s. So with that being said, I'm going to give it 3 out of 5s. Uh, watch me dive! Watch me dive! <laughs> to the Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, good, good. Mmm, sounds good.